slowing things down. I have such, you know, desire to email that person back right away and give them a piece of my mind. Wait till tomorrow. I am dying to dig, like rage text somebody because they just pissed me off. Give that one a week. <laughs> you know, like slow things down. Give yourself a moment to breathe because I would say nine times out of 10 in so many instances where I've paused and didn't respond right away, I ended up responding very differently from how I would have originally in the moment. So those are some tips I can give you just in terms of slowing down the conversation. You also give the other side a second to breathe too. And chances are if you're feeling heightened emotion, they probably are too. Like we don't exist in a vacuum. We pick up on the energy that we're given. Hi everyone and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing and get real about women in business. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome back to the pod. Gosh, I was like sitting here before I pressed the record button and... First of all, I'm here with another solo episode. I'm really trying to do more of these lately. If you enjoy them, please let me know. If you don't, please let me know. <laughs> I will definitely be infusing interviews throughout, but I'm doing like the scary thing and I'm just trying to personally challenge myself. So the scary thing for me is just to like talk to you guys, which sounds so crazy. Obviously, I'm hoping to talk about some like interesting more controversial, sensitive topics. So here I am, another solo episode. So as I'm sitting here about to press record and wondering what the heck to talk to you guys about, there are some fluffy topics that are like easy. I could just rattle those off. No difficulty there. And then there's some other more sensitive topics that, again, like I really want to challenge myself. So Today, we are going to be talking all about managing emotions. And this is, you know, I'm sure going to bleed into my personal life and I'm sure bleed into, you know, just like us as human beings. But of course, this is like mainly focused on how to manage emotions in the workplace, pertaining to work, all the things. So if this is a topic that sounds interesting to you, I hope you stick around and it's going to be a really good episode. All right, guys. So this week, all about managing emotions. Oh my God. First of all, okay. I just have to level set to say that as women, we are constantly told to manage our emotions as if emotions are a bad thing. So what you will not hear me say today is that emotions are a bad thing. In fact, I think it's like one of our superpowers as women that we're like emotional creatures. And I love that about women. When I shut down emotionally, I think it's a negative thing. So what you won't hear me say today is that like, emotions are a bad thing and that we, there's no place for them because there is. 
but managing emotions because I always want you guys to be able to create a professional life that serves you. And so if you are feeling something, let's say you're feeling excitement and it really serves you in that moment because it gets your team hyped up and it gets you motivated for the next project or whatever the scenario is, then fantastic. It is serving you. I think what I am going to dig into today is when the emotions that we naturally feel because we're human beings are not servicing us. Like, what do you do in that instance? So as always, you guys, please let me know if these are like topics you are interested in, your thoughts on these topics. If you're watching us on YouTube, send us some comments. I want to hear how you guys manage emotions, when it gets challenging for you. So I love, love, love when you guys leave comments. So leave them. (laughs) All right. Okay. So managing emotions. So I'll just share a brief story. I feel like I might've shared this on a previous episode, so bear with me, but it was just such a like impactful moment in my life that comes to mind. So I was probably like, I don't know, maybe 26, 25, 26 years old. And I was in like my first job at this talent agency that I used to work at. And it was like, you know, my first like real job, right? Where I had, I was like climbing the corporate ladder, so to speak, and just really like working my way up and feeling as if I I had like a trajectory and a plan. I had, you know, one main person, I guess, that I reported to and you guys, she intimidating is like the main word that comes to mind, although I would have never admitted it in the moment, right? Like, so she was my direct boss. She was the head of the department. She was like a woman in her like 50s. She's had so much success. She presented herself as like this I don't know, like she's like straight out of like a movie. Like she was so well put together, so well dressed, well spoken, but like she wasn't a girl's girl at all. However, she presented like she would never admit to that. Like she would say, Oh my God, I support women. Oh my gosh, like that's so important to me. But like as somebody who was young and impressionable and on the receiving end of it, I felt intimidated. I felt, and it wasn't, I don't think it was like in my head. Like I legitimately felt intimidated because that was what she was putting out there. Like she was willing to help and support, but to a certain extent, like to a certain point, like I needed to sort of know my place and respect her for who she was. So that's like the dynamic. And so there was this one day where I honestly can't even describe like why I was in her office, what we were talking about, but I just remember her pushing whatever the topic was and pushing me to the extent that I was sitting there in her office and I just remember tears like welling up. I don't know about you guys, but like when I'm feeling that way, when I'm feeling on the verge of like just crying, mostly just crying or being emotional, like it's hard for me not to just let it go. I've gotten better at it with years, but oh my God, the one thing that will just destroy me is if I'm in that place and someone looks at me and they see that I'm in that place and they'll be like, Jess, are you okay? Oh my God, I'll lose it. I lose it every single time. So I'm sitting there in this like meeting with this woman who like, 
I respected her. I wanted to be her at the time. I was intimidated by her, like all the things. And I can't, like, she's pushing me about something and just trying to probably challenge me. And I was just, I felt myself getting so emotional and tears were like on the very edge of my eyelids, like dying to come out. And they did. (laughs) And they did. And I was mortified, you guys. I was mortified because it had never happened before. The stakes were so high. And I was just trying so hard to like impress this woman. But to me, impressing her was never crying. Oh my God. This is like probably before or maybe even around the time when like Hillary Clinton was running for office. And you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, but she was running for office and there was like some moment where she cried. Was it in the Benghazi trials? Like, I don't know. Oh God, no, probably wasn't because she was incredible in those. But there was like some moment where, you know, freaking Hillary Clinton running for president of the United States is in this like emotional state. And oh my God, was she destroyed because of it. And so like these things like come into my mind, like how God forbid you were to ever show emotion. Nonetheless, in a scenario where you're at work and like that just can't be part of your narrative. Like that just can't be part of your persona, right? So that leads me to today's conversation, just to like give you a little bit of history that I have like personally been there when stakes are high and I just let it go. And I think that like my 36-year-old self today would have, I know, I mean, I know I would have handled it so different. I know that I wish I would. (laughs) I wish I would have. I feel like if I were in that scenario today, my hope is that I would have just like acknowledged what was happening and just continue to like breathe and continue to talk through it. I know that is so much easier said than done because even as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, would you have really done that even today if that would have happened? Because you're just like, you're feeling so much inside. And I just want to acknowledge that like the older that I get and the more that I work, like the more that I just like encounter people in business or like in life, you just, we're all going through stuff. Like my mom passed away a couple weeks ago and like a lot of people had no idea. I like shared it kind of publicly recently, but like I certainly didn't share like the extent of our relationship and how complicated it was and Like the, I shared some of the details of what happened, but like, no, I didn't like share everything that like goes through my mind at night as I'm about to go to sleep. But the reason I bring that up is because like, you just never really truly know what people are going through. And so while we're working these 40 to like 80 hour weeks sometimes, And we're away from our families and our personal lives. Like our professional lives, like it just bleeds together so much with our personal lives. And so like it's an impossible task to say like I'm never going to bring emotions into the workplace. We just came off of one of our manager meetups today when I'm recording this. And one of the conversations that came up and it comes up often was about ghosting. Why is this a thing now? Like why are people... Why do we feel like it's okay to just ghost somebody? Like not even 
in negotiations, but someone was telling me that they were, you know, offered their client a $25,000 deal and then the company ghosted. And then they have the balls to come back to them like months later and say like, let's work again. And that's another very real scenario in which it's like, we have to acknowledge what happened because I, in good conscience, would at least find it very difficult and maybe impossible to just pretend like something didn't happen when it did. I followed up. I emailed you. I called you. I got in touch with other people to get in touch with you. Like you were unresponsive for, in some instances, weeks or months. You know, $25,000 deal, that's not a kick in the bucket. Like that's a decent sized deal for anybody. So to receive that and to be telling your client that that's coming and then to have it completely disappear, but also to have no, like, nothing to say about it, no reason, rationale of why it went away, like that is, that'll drive you crazy. That'll make you feel crazy. That'll give you so many problems that like, I'm going to look so bad in front of my client. Like they're just going to assume like, really somebody just ghosted you? Like what did you do to make this happen? Or at least that's a fear. So what do you do to manage all of those emotions? You know, I shared in a previous episode about how we've been trying to get pregnant for many months at this point and having trouble. And gosh, like there's a reason to manage emotions, right? Because as much as I genuinely love my work, there's always stress that comes up. Whether you love your work or you don't, like there's just things that pop up and are stressful. And so if there's a really like an important reason to manage your emotions, whether it's just managing your everyday stress or you're trying to have a baby and they say, don't be stressed, literally impossible, or, you know, or a number of other reasons, like those are very, very real reasons to put a focus and emphasis and your foot down that like managing emotions, the reasons can be selfish. I just want to flip the narrative because I feel like even the topic of this episode, right, managing emotions, my initial instinct would be, I'm managing emotions so that I can appear professional or that I can, you know, like basically impressing the other person, the other side, the person who's on, who would be on the receiving end of those emotions, right? I just want to give your power back to say like, perhaps you're managing emotions for your, yourself, for the benefit of your well-being, your mental health, your physical health, your like a number of different reasons, but like take back that power and manage emotions for you. So then of course, the inevitable next question is like, okay, Jess, like I'm on board. Like I get it. You're right. I want to manage my emotions. I want to stress for your life. I want to be able to breathe through things and not feel like I'm in this heightened anxious state. Like, okay, like how do I do that? So I will not be talking about the ins and outs of like how you should do it, but I'll be real with you guys and tell you what I have done. And I've practiced this a ton and I am no expert at whatsoever. And I haven't even really been able to like fully manage my emotions myself, but I'll tell you what has worked for me, what I've tried and what hasn't worked for me and like take what you will from it. But I think that number one in terms of managing emotions is slowing things down. And here's what I mean by that. 
when I was managing talent for years, I mean, I've done thousands of negotiations easily. And in some of those negotiations, like I absolutely felt my emotions getting heightened. I would be like the mama bear to my clients. Like I would defend them. I would get mad. I would just like, I would take things so personally. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't to this day. I just, I do. I take things personally and I won't apologize for that. It's just part of who I am. But again, going back to the beginning of this conversation, like, does that serve me? And in those instances, does it serve my client also, you know, to get emotional, to show my emotions, right? And so I mentioned slowing things down. So I think number one is being able to have the self-awareness to know when you're getting anxious, when you're getting a little bit like overly emotional, when you're feeling things more intensely. That's step number one, identifying that moment in the moment. And number two, which has just absolutely helped me, is like slowing things down. I have such a you know, desire to email that person back right away and give them a piece of my mind. Wait till tomorrow. I am dying to like rage text somebody because they just pissed me off. Give that one a week. (laughs) You know, like slow things down. Give yourself a moment to breathe because I would say nine times out of 10, In so many instances where I've paused and didn't respond right away, I ended up responding very differently from how I would have originally in the moment. So those are some tips I can give you just in terms of slowing down the conversation. You also give the other side a second to breathe too. And chances are if you're feeling heightened emotion, They probably are too. Like we don't exist in a vacuum. We pick up on the energy that we're given. And so taking the bull by the horns and like being the one to slow it down or pause it or what have you, you're taking control of the situation and I think helping both sides and definitely the relationship. You want to be thoughtful. If you ultimately, girl, if you ultimately decide that you want to respond and be rageful, be like, you know, like do it. I'm not here to tell you otherwise, but I want it to be a conscious, thoughtful decision. What I don't want you to do is something that's impulsive that you regret. Okay. Managing emotions, you guys. That's what we're all about today. All right. So I have to tell you guys a little bit about a company that I absolutely love. It's called Oversubscribe. Their co-founder, Peter, was actually recently on this podcast, so go check out that episode from June 20th. But basically, Oversubscribe is a place where fans can fund their favorite creators and earn back on that investment. So if you're a creator or their management, you should totally check them out. The million-dollar question these days is always around growth, how to grow, how to scale, And if you're a creator who wants to expand your business, but you simply don't have the capital to do it, let your fans fund it, the people who are already invested in you. Once the creator successfully grows their business from this investment and earns more based on that funding, the investor, the fans, 
earn from it too. There are lots of fans out there who would love to invest in their favorite creators, but they simply didn't know that they could. So subscribers now have a real stake in the success in a creator's business thanks to oversubscribe. They can help them grow financially, which will then in turn make the content better, the quality of the content better, which will accelerate your growth as a creator just because you got some funding from the people who have already supported you for years. I think it's a really innovative idea. I love it. I want you guys to check out oversubscribe.co and just mention when that's oversubscribe.co and tell them Jesse from Wynn sent you. Hey you. Thanks for listening to this episode. This show is sponsored by Women in Influencer Marketing, the best online community for the creator economy. You'll meet fellow influencer marketers, brands, and talent managers to talk shop, get hired, and even find a mentor. When you join, don't forget to check out all of our incredible resources. We also have dozens of masterclasses from the top voices at TikTok, YouTube, award-winning agencies, and women who are paving the way for us all. If you want a chance to network with a who's who in influencer marketing, just check out what it takes to join the membership collective. Visit iamwim.com slash join today. That's I-A-M-W-I-I-M.com slash join. And I'll see you around the community. The other thing I wanted to discuss with you guys is when being emotional can actually benefit you. So, you know, I'm, I keep saying managing emotions because I'm very intentionally like avoiding saying don't be emotional. But again, it's like it's what's serving you. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about, though, is just when I want to talk to you guys about anger. Anger is like a really tough emotion, certainly to manage, nonetheless to like process. I think first, it's really important to get to the core, I think, of like what you're really feeling because in my experience and what I've learned, I think that anger is usually masking some other emotion that like isn't truly anger necessarily. It's embarrassment or sadness or, you know, I don't just like other, other emotions are usually masked by anger. So if the emotion that you're feeling is that you're freaking pissed, I think it's worth taking a moment to just do some self-reflection, ask yourself more questions about it and sort of try to dig into like, what is underneath that anger that you're actually feeling? Once you come to that conclusion, like perhaps in a scenario, maybe it's that you don't feel valued in your company. Maybe it's that you're pissed at this, you know, whether it's your boss or your superior or whatever, and you're mad. You like, you can't stand looking at them. You don't want to be in a room with them, a Zoom call with them. Like you don't want to utter the their name in your, put their name in your mouth. But like, why? What is it? Maybe it's that you just don't feel valued or appreciated or seen. And so if that's the case in this particular scenario, there's so much that you can do about that versus just being angry all the time. And like you guys, I've I've absolutely been that person 
who has just been freaking angry a lot. I can't emphasize enough. Like when I was managing talent, I was I felt like I was pissed more than I wasn't pissed. I, I I like there's so much more to dig into that. If I'm being honest, like I know that there's so much more to dig into on that, and it's probably a whole other conversation. But my stress levels are so much lower now that I got out of managing talent, and I think that that anger though. Maybe in my instance, to speak personally, I think that in a lot of moments, I like I didn't feel respected. I think in other moments, I I don't know. That's probably the main thing. I just didn't feel respected. Like from the other side, I didn't feel heard in some instances. But I bring this all up because how do you manage the emotion of anger? you dig into like what's really happening below the surface, like what's really going on there and just try to talk. I don't know about you guys, like everybody deals with like hard situations in different ways. For me, it really helps to talk things out. Like I'm that girl that goes to therapy every week when I have issues with you know, family or my partner or like anybody, I got to talk it out. And so I just recommend like it is very appropriate and okay to talk things out with whether it's your coworker or someone on the other side. I would recommend the following. It, it sort of diffuses the situation. I think that it's important to start any difficult conversation with like what you want to achieve out of talking and hopefully it's something positive like I'm at a level set before I even talk about anything today. Like I'm coming to you because like I I I want to have a great relationship with you. Like I'm coming to you today because I want us to be productive in the workspace, like in our work. And I I I I you know, I want us to come to a place where we feel positive working together in this like team environment. I want to be a great teammate. I'm feeling XYZ. I want to be feeling ABC <laughs> and I'm curious how you feel. I think that like asking open-ended questions has really been a game changer for me once I like trained myself on like how to do that. Not leading people into the answer that you want them to give, not even leading people by letting them know a whole ton about how you feel. But really having an open-ended question given to the person on the other side, you might be like really pleasantly surprised with what you get in return. So in terms of like managing anger, frustration, or something like that, again, like it's A, digging into what's really happening underneath, and then being brave enough to like start a dialogue with the other person. And I do think that like setting the tone of that conversation really has helped me and, and had things go a long way. Now, look, another way of managing emotions is escapism. I am really good at escaping. I don't know how healthy it is, but like if I'm really feeling emotional, more on the like depressed side of things, like I am a self isolator. I don't want anybody around me for a variety of different reasons. 
I go into my own world and like sometimes I indulge, you know, sometimes I'll just like indulge those emotions, like feel the heck out of them. But sometimes I just escape and I don't deal with them like at all whatsoever. I think being in any of those places for a brief amount of time is natural and healthy. I think it's when those amounts of time become a month, a year, a few months, you know, like then you got to ask yourself the question, like, is this serving me? And if the answer is no, then I think it's worth like switching it up a little bit, right? I think that when it comes to, when it comes to dealing with your emotions in your own, like for yourself, you know, you're not having conversation with somebody else about it. Maybe you need to process it before you can even do something like that. Or maybe it's just something that doesn't necessarily involve anyone else, but you're just feeling all of this emotion and you got to like work on it yourself. I feel like it's really key to just continuously ask yourself, is this serving me? So like I mentioned briefly, I am like, I don't know, I'm the queen of like escapism. I, after a long day, will just go and watch some like mindless TV and like scroll incessantly on my phone. (laughs) And like, again, short periods of time, that's fine. But like, could I be doing more with my evenings if I'm doing that every single night? Yeah, like absolutely. Like if I'm really feeling something, like I mentioned to you guys, my mom passed away. Like I could absolutely just not deal with what I'm feeling and I could just ignore it and like, oh my God, can I just dive into work? Like I, that's when I am the biggest workaholic is when things are stressful in my life because to me, it's a positive. Like I'm putting all that energy into a positive place and like that energy has to go somewhere, right? So again, like I'm not a therapist. I've been to a lot of therapy, but I'm not a therapist myself and I'm only just sharing what's worked for me. And I can say that like all of these, you know, things, escapism and whatever, like they're fine for a short period of time, I wouldn't judge me. I wouldn't judge you. But I think that like after a certain period of time, it's like, okay, like I sort of like, I nursed the wound to the point that like, it's mostly healed because time just naturally heals things. But now I have to do the hard work. Like now I have to dig into like, what's really going on here? And I am such a huge proponent for therapy, you guys. Like I have been in therapy off and on, oh my God, since college. I'm a huge proponent for it. I'm a huge proponent for simply just talking things out with people. So I want you guys to like find your people. And sometimes it's your family and the people that you live with. And sometimes those are the last people that are going to be helping you with work stuff, right? Sometimes you just want someone to listen. Other times you want someone to participate in the conversation. I don't know about you guys. It's rare that I just want somebody to listen, says the girl who's just talking into a microphone right now. (laughs) That's ironic. But when I'm like with people and I'm in that heightened state, like I want you to participate in this conversation. I want you to like, usually I want you to side with me. Usually I want you to like 
talk it out with me, but I don't just want to like have like a sounding board. That doesn't ever make me feel better. So the reason I bring it up is just because I want you guys to know what you need and where you can find that and where you can get that need met because sometimes it's our partners and then other times it's like he or she is like not that great in that department. And I love them to pieces, but they're not the person who soothes me. They're not the person who talks me down off a ledge. Maybe your best friend is, or maybe your sister is, or your brother is, or your mom, or like whoever that is for you. But I just feel so strongly that like we should go to the people and be real about like what those people bring to the table and how they can help us. And don't try to like extract orange juice from a grape, (laughs) you know? So yeah, go to those, use your support system basically and help them help you and lean on people, you guys, because if there's the best way to like, one of the great ways I think to manage emotions is being able to like know when to ask for help, know when to, and that could be like, you know, I need help planning an event or like, I just need help like working through this problem or like figuring out why I feel like this or like, what are some ideas for me to get through this, to get over this? And just having that secondary perspective, somebody else in your life that you can trust and that you think gives sound advice, like finding those people are so, it's just so important. It's so, so important. So find your people. And if they're not in your personal lives, lean on whim because there are incredible, incredible women in this community who are very intuitive and very supportive. And I just feel so strongly that like you got to find your people to lean on. You just, you got to, and it, cause it goes both ways and don't think of it as being selfish. She'll be there for them in the future. So managing emotions, you guys, it's a very nuanced topic. There's so much more to say, but those are just a few thoughts that I had. I would love to hear your thoughts. Like, are you someone who is like, are you full of rage all the time? Are you sad a lot of the time? You know, what are you guys feeling and how do you get through it? I just want to be, I just want to be real about this stuff. And I, you know, we, we like, you hear a lot of people, I hear a lot of people who are like seemingly literally like business experts or people in business who are giving you advice. I listen to those podcasts and I watch those YouTube channels. And a lot of those people, like they make everything feel as if it's fine. Like everything in life is just, it's easy. It should come easily. It should be just like superficial and good. And I hate that like toxic positivity. I think it's complete bullshit. And so I guess like my challenge to you guys is like when you're inevitably feeling depressed, sad, anxious, upset, whatever emotions that like you have a little bit of shame behind, how do you work through that? Because it's just inevitable that we're all human beings and we're all going to feel all kinds of ways. So I just, I never want you guys to feel shame about any of those things and know that like there are, all of us are feeling it. It'll be temporary and that you can absolutely have a very successful professional life 
feeling all of the emotions that you feel. Cause like we're women, you guys, and we are emotional creatures. Thank you guys for listening. I am excited to do more episodes like this. I I hope you enjoy them. If you do, you know, leave a thumbs up on this video, a comment below. If you're listening to the podcast, you know, comment on our Instagram. We're at I am Wim on Instagram and most of the other social platforms. I look forward to hearing from you guys in the comments and I will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, we gotta have you back. Check out our website for more ways to get involved, including all the information you need about joining our collective. You can check out all the information at IamWim.com. Leave us a review, a rating, but the most important thing that we can ask you to do is to share this podcast. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week.